we're going. We're going to go right into it. Fantastic. Grill um, me. <laughs> Grill me. I'm ready. So that talking is someone new who hasn't been on, but he's been in part of our web canopy family, and I think is the oldest member other than John. I am. Yeah. I am. Yes, so I am. That's and by Blake. oldest, I mean here the longest. He's right, right, right. By no means <laughs> He's the actually the youngest. Actually, yeah. I think I'm actually the youngest employee, worked here the longest. <laughs> How's everybody doing today? My name's Blake. Blake I, in the house. I am in the house today. So I, Blake works remotely. He is our lead developer, and today, since we have him as a special Special treat. We're going to talk about development. Fantastic, my favorite. That's what I love. Is um, that a big reach? Is that a little too crazy? I know, it's uh, a little departure for you, but it's a little reach. Yeah, um, I love development. Uh, I like trying to keep technical things simple. So I, I try not to overcomplex, make things overcomplex. Um, I like to keep things simple where I can. So uh, any questions you have, I'm more than happy to answer. I. Awesome. I will say that of all the developers I've ever worked with, Blake is remarkably easy to communicate with. <laughs> you know, I honestly, before I was a developer, I actually worked on the marketing side for over a year for I, sure. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I actually started in marketing. I went to school for development, but when I came to this company, I started on marketing and then uh, got the opportunity to do development. Loved it ever since. I don't think I can ever go back, unfortunately. Ooh. So. Huh. Well, yeah. Matt, you should say what uh, you told John the other day about, because you've worked with a lot of... Oh, yeah. I've worked with a lot of devs. Yeah. <laughs> so I worked in Seattle for a while, which is much more like the cent- like like the kind of tech hub sort of thing. And I've said this. I think I've said this to everybody here. I've yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and uh, there's a certain developer culture that springs up in those larger tech companies. They tend to be like the biggest team. They're one of the highest paid teams. They all are very used to being able to just get like whatever job they want in those areas. And so it's notoriously difficult to get them to prioritize marketing because <laughs> they just they just don't care. They just don't. And uh, and I have to say, part of me thinks it's because You've been working at Web Canopy long enough that you're used to engaging with marketing people, right? Mm-hmm. And and specifically marketing people. You don't uh you're not like siloed off in this weird developer world. Mm-hmm. Uh I just think I just think uh you haven't been you haven't been spoiled by uh <laughs> Not yet, just right? Call it what you want, spoiled or tainted, however well, you want to look at it. Yeah, so. I mean, like, because you, you get right on tasks. Oh. You don't fast. Yeah, I mean, I'm one of those people that if I let things build up, I get stressed out. And if I get stressed out, it just slows down everything. So if I get something and I know that I can do it, I just have a personal policy. If anything ever comes up and I know that I can do it in 10 minutes or less, I'm doing it right then and there. <laughs> if it's going to take me longer than 10 minutes, that's the justification to say, hey, throw that on Asana. Make me the later. card, right? Yeah. <laughs> but if I know that I can do it less than 10 minutes, I'm doing it right away and I'm not letting it pile up because I'm the type of person, if I have things backloaded on me, I get stressed out. And I'm sure just like all of you guys, uh-huh. it's if you can keep your Asana, you can keep your task list down to a minimum, it is that much better because especially like Fridays at the end of the day, which for a developer, Fridays is, at least for me, the worst day because people always want things done before the weekend, no bad. need oh, stuff boy. ready for Monday, or they're working on their company or whatever, stuff that they need to do for their company through Monday through Thursday, and then they finally get the, set, the chance on Friday to say, actually, okay, now what can we do on the development side? What can we do to improve our stuff? And then that's when you get bombarded. So um, you always got to be ready. You always got to 
try to be one step ahead if you can. Um, again, it's very hard, especially in an agency setting when things are changing all the time. People always want, you'll say, hey, I need three landing pages this day and <laughs> another day later you need a new blog template. So it just kind of depends. Um, <laughs> we don't have again, in mind. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not just saying anyone in particular. I am just saying well, things. <laughs> Call them out, dude. No, I'm not calling anybody out. I, I'm not calling anybody out, but I will say um, – Things are ever changing in agency life, um, so you have to be able to <laughs> adapt, and more so like being able to manage your time. That's literally beyond the technical aspects of the job. It's that, those are just as important. So something I've really learned over the past year or so. Actually, and Larry, apologies if I'm just derailing us. I won't go too far. No, it's all about development. So if you keep us in that realm, I'm cool. Yeah, well, so... And I like how I'm in charge all of a sudden. Is it because I have the mixer? It's because you have the mixer, yeah. And you're the one that walks around the office and says, so we podcast in 20 minutes? So like, (laughs) you're like the default go-to. And also, you actually wrote questions. So thank you. Yeah, they're really Uh, good. No, I... But... Yeah, and Rick I I like that policy, right, of if it's going to take me less than 10 minutes, I do it now. Mm Mm-hmm. I personally, I have a tendency to get derailed, and it can mm-hmm. sometimes take me a minute to to uh, refocus on a right. new task. No, hundred percent. Right? So, like, do you have any? Because, 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 again, you are a remarkably responsive developer, right? I try. Yeah, you and you do a really good job. But do you have any advice or tips for? Uh, I don't know for any kind of discipline for any like 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 how do you how how do you how how do you keep yourself hmm. on task? I'm at the edge of my chair. I know, right? <laughs> How do you keep yourself on task when you're like working on a page for an hour or two and somebody jumps in and says, hey, can you do this unrelated thing? And then you do that thing. Like, how do you, how do, you, you know, do that? It's all about balance. I know that's a very cliche answer. Um, <laughs> I will say that 10-minute rule, it's not just for work. It's not just for development. That's for my life. Like, if I can do something in my life like, hey, I got to go switch my laundry, for example – that's going to take me less than two minutes. Don't wait to do that. Don't put it off an hour because then you have to do it later. Just do it right then. If anything takes you in life less than 10 minutes, pro tip from Blake, that is your pro tip. Do <laughs> it. Tips. If it takes you less than 10 minutes, do it right then. Don't put it in the backlog. Don't save it for later. Um, as cool. far as staying organized and like working on something and then doing something else, usually after a few months of development, you can usually judge how long a task is going to take you. Like, for example, if it's just changing some CSS, I feel very confident in doing that. Usually it's not going to take me long and I'll just do it because I, it's one of those tasks that it doesn't take a lot of thinking power to do. It's like, okay, I know what I have to do. I just got to go find the class to switch, do this, um, something like that. It's, it's very easy, easy to see that. But usually if it's a bigger project, it also depends on like priority. Like when's the next meeting with the client? When is, uh, when are these deliverables due? Um, if something you can usually gauge priority based on how many slacks you're getting from the people that need stuff. So like if you're getting nothing, usually the priority is not that high, but you get four or five slacks. You're like, I got to get on it. I got to get on it. Right. Do you ever have more like creative tasks that you'll like purposely put off because you're not in the mood? Like some design focus. Yes. And writing stuff. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, I think it's actually the opposite for me. So like the creative stuff I don't usually put off because that's my favorite stuff. Like Mm. I went to school for UI UX design and web development. So all the design stuff I like, I like doing that. Um, but like, for example, like QAing a website, that is not <laughs> thrilling, fun in the sense of like, <laughs> Good essentially times. it's just making changes to things that are broken, just fixing things that are already built that you thought was already right. Um, again, like not that I put that off as long as I can, but if I could it's wait, task work, yeah, it's, it's task work. Like I am 
not a big fan of busy work. I'm a big fan of busy work when I don't like, I'd rather have busy work than no work at all in the sense of like, sometimes when stuff gets slow, um, when you have nothing to do, the days go so slow. I get it. And when you have busy work, yeah, it still goes slow. But I like the critical thinking problems. I like the design stuff. Like I'm a very visual person. So like changing Mm -hmm. padding, changing colors, changing really anything within CSS to see how the web page changes on the page. I love doing that because I'm a visual person. Usually like you can look at something after you have experience with it and you could say, that's going to need 25 pixels of padding there. Like versus somebody who doesn't have development experience, they would have no idea whether to put (laughs) like pixels or percentages or really any sort of metric of measurement there. So you just like, it's one of those things, really anything, the more hours you put into it, the more you're looking at it, the easier it is. And even over like the past six to 10 months of doing this stuff, it's been, I feel like I've already learned so much. Like I haven't been like super, super stumped with anything, which is really good. Um, Obviously you get into the higher level languages. I'm not trying to brag at all. No. The higher, higher level languages like, over here. like JavaScript and jQuery and all that other good stuff. PHP, that's, that is when it gets challenging. So like a lot of the other object-oriented programming languages, those, that's where it's, it really uh, it is challenging. And that's kind of where I want to go next because I feel very comfortable HTML, CSS, which is the main building blocks of a website. And then you get the animations. You can do that through CSS, but there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with JavaScript that you can't do with CSS. So there's just a lot of additional components to websites that I've yet to learn. So like, I think that as far as the foundation, like HTML, CSS, I feel very comfortable, but you start moving up that pyramid to other languages that's where it gets complex, but that's where Spanish, things get really cool. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Coding in Spanish is particularly Oh, it's, yeah, it's rough. Uh, so, like, um, something you just said. Oh, no, I, I lost actually, it. Continue. Um, I was, wanted to ask you a question about something you just said. When was the last time you actually had a slow day? Ooh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I would say, yeah. We, I couldn't remember when. Yeah, it's, it's always busy. Normally, um... I haven't had like very huge tasks as of lately. It's like working on 10 to 15 different smaller projects a day, Um, especially with like having three or four website projects right now. You've got to juggle which ones in QA, which ones do you have to get into development and get those developed? Which ones do you have to do a one-off CSS change? Uh, There's just a lot of things that you're juggling. As far as me having a slow day, I would say... Ever since these last four website projects stopped or started, I have not had a slow day. I would say it's been, what is it? It's May 23rd today? I would sure. have to say, I think it is. When Probably I- February or March. I would say like wow. slow day in the sense of like, got a few things to do. And then after that, I go see wherever anyone else needs help because usually there's somewhere I can help or whatever, but I haven't even had the chance to help others. I can envision your, <laughs> your room where you work of just like a cork board with a thousand post-it notes with like I, wire hanging from I like actually one have, to another. So my, yeah, my this mom, website, right. of, uh, we used, we used this module and, X's website. We could probably switch it over here, mm-hmm. and then you have like you're just yeah. going nuts. <laughs> You'd be surprised. My mom, so she works for a hospital downstate here, and um, her office just moved, and they got a bunch of new office equipment. And I had the opportunity to take one of their old cubicles, okay. so I actually have a cubicle in my house, which is like the most lame yet sweet fucking thing you've ever heard in your life. And it's it's that. pretty sweet. Like yeah, like. Pinning up stuff, thumbtacks, mm. all the good stuff. I've got stuff you have like, like that. a picture of like your family there, and then like you peek over the cubicle <laughs> not, and actually see that. Not quite. No, it's not quite like that. But um, 
nonetheless, I kind of have a work environment in my home. It's nice. Yeah, to, that's cool. It's a little nice separation. to have something. Right. Exactly. It's it's different. It's something. I'm not just sitting at my kitchen table working all day. So. I'm going to punch in and just get some of these questions in. Cool. Um, not to cut anyone off, yeah. but. I think also they might be not just Blake questions. Of course, Blake's going to have like a direct answer, but it's something that we've all dealt with. I think it's like kind of development as it relates to our clients and mm-hmm. people that we've worked with. Definitely. So this first one is, what's the biggest mistake people make when they think they can take on development on their own? Um, I think that people, people just don't understand the amount of detail that goes into a website, mm-hmm. whether that be... I mean, anyone can put it together using HTML and CSS, but using like a CMS like HubSpot, um, building out a global, having global elements versus local elements. Like even when I started, I've seen people build websites and they create a separate template for every single page. Um, (laughs) Like, yeah, recently. So they have to like redo the header on each page. Right. So like they change one navigation element. I mean, in HubSpot, navigation is different because navigation is controlled from a global level versus Mm -hmm. on the page level. But say they have like a different template for every single page, they change the logo and the header on one page, they got to go and do it on every page. So just, I think for, for me, the, the usage of global versus local modules and really taking advantage of templates. Um, like a lot of people, if they're not familiar with templates, they think that one template can only be applied to one page, which is not the case. You can actually create templates that are very customizable mm-hmm. within the templates with using flexible columns, stuff like that, um, that allow you to kind of choose and pick your elements on the page, even though it's on the same template. So it's kind of customization of the template on a page level, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, do you so- guys have like one, like any, like, you don't have to name names, but like a client or someone who you've seen walked in and they've just like tried to do it on their own and they've brought you like this Picasso of a melted website oh, that you just have yeah. to, instead of design for them, fix. Yeah. It, uh-huh. I'm not going to name any clients, no. like you said, but no, no, we no. have clients, they'll go to try to even add like one thi- one small line of text in their footer and they try to do it. And you would think like putting one line of text would not be hard to do. And they send me it and it is butchered. It is like... <laughs> I don't know how you turned one line of text into an extra two scrolls on your page. Like you've added a third block. Right. And, you only and again, one. it's it's just one of those things. Like if you don't know the language, you don't know the coding that goes behind that. Like it's very easy to mess up. And I don't knock anyone for not knowing how to do that. But it's like, yeah, all you have to do is just just ask, and I'm more than happy to help. It's just like. Me fixing your mistake takes way longer than it would have taken me just to do it in the first place. Sure. So I wasn't so. saying I do that. What made me I, it made me think of a question is that I I've definitely seen this, and I'm sure you've seen this. Yeah. Do you find that clients or people in general will assume that because there is a template that that means that they don't need to have some kind of understanding mm. of what's going on behind it? That's absolutely right. A lot of people think <laughs> six it's gold stars. Yeah. <laughs> people just a lot of people just think uh, templates are what you see is what you get, and a lot of the times it is. But um, even if like you take a normal landing page and you switch the template, and you're going to say, "Oh, we're just going to click the button to switch the template. Everything's going to be fine." The computer doesn't necessarily take that. The computer does not know what you want to switch. So it's going to try to replace modules on the new page. It'll overwrite what you had before. And then you're going to be in an even bigger mess than you were in the first place. So um, while, yes, templates are nice and they allow you to have all your pages look similar, um, when you use a template like that, there still are things you have to pay attention to because 
as nice as it sounds, a lot of the things are not nice when they carry over. Like you have to replace modules. You have to, oh, we lost this content when we moved this page over to this right. template. So you got to go find <laughs> the old content. So um, the number one tip for that, if you are using templates, is clone everything always. Uh, that's my <laughs> philosophy. If oh, I'm yeah. creating a new page, I'm cloning the new page that I want to make. I'm cloning the old page in case I lose copy. I'm cloning modules within those pages because you change one thing, the computer can be very unforgiving. And that is a testament that I've learned through college. I've learned now, like you mess one thing up, you're one click away from never having anything back. So what I would recommend is if you have a chance to clone something before you go ahead Everybody and do that, take a pause, clone it. go in your portal if you're and clone it and clone, clone it again. Just mm-hmm. for, just cause you can clone it again. One more time. Uh, um, that would be my, my pointer. That here, rules. So. Raquel yeah. had a question that we wrote down that I think is kind of like the opposite question. Let's say, you, you're, you know just enough development to be dangerous yeah. and you're just going to town on your website, what are like some tips to like avoid that? Like, like let's say you go in and you have like animations every two seconds mm-hmm. and then you just like can't even load the website. Right. So classically, <laughs> MySpace style. Like, sure. Yeah, yeah. It just plays a song and yeah, then yeah, yeah. It, you got to highlight the text to read it. There's a the flash background. game in your profile yeah, yeah, picture. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I would say. One tip for somebody who like is just starting out and kind of might know a little development and are comfortable with HTML and CSS um, is not overusing the important tag. So there's a, there's a tag in CSS that is um, you do whatever declaration you want to make, and then at the end of it, before your semicolon, it is an exclamation point important, which means cool. if there's other items on that page, if a CSS tag has the important tag, it's going to override other elements within that CSS. So for example... Um, you have a CSS class called background or something, and it's a certain color. And then you declare background in a very or in the same class later down the page. Say like you declare important. You want to change the background color because on the mobile device you want to change the background color based on what screen size is. Hmm. Um, if you put the important tag like on the tablet view, it's actually going to change all of the elements that have that class. So it'll change the desktop view. It'll change the mobile Interesting. view. Oh man! Yeah. So the important tag. Um, when I was just starting out, like if I didn't know how to do something, I felt like I was just like forcing the issue, like trying to crank it. Like I'm just going to use important text to make it, make it do what I want to do. And is that might seem easy in the beginning, but it will come back to bite you. You got to go and you got to redo everything because then like, if you have like your links and a certain color with the important tag, then you go and you create a new page with, with other links. Then you're having links look like buttons that you don't want. Like if you have a button tag with important on it, then you'll have like links in the middle of your page starting to turn looking to buttons. So um, just be very careful with the important tag. And I also think same thing goes with like inline styling. Try to try to if you can do inline styling, great. However, um, it does make for difficult scenarios when you're like cloning templates and stuff. Um, you want to have everything in CSS because if it's inline styling, a lot of things can uh, can be fallen off when you're switching templates and stuff like that. You can lose a lot of things. So just try to keep everything in your CSS file. And only use important when you need to. So, actually, curious about important tag. Mm-hmm. This is just a. I'm just curious. <laughs> when you use that, mm-hmm. do all the other all the other tags still run? They're just overridden. Right. So, like, if you if you're like, screw it, I'm just going to put an important tag on here instead of figuring out what mm-hmm. other thing on this page is breaking my 
page, <laughs> right. do you end up seriously slowing down the load time of that page? Like, does it process all that code, or does it just look at the important tag? No, it still processes all that code. Usually, CSS is nothing to do with page load speed. Um, okay. So, the, okay. Dif- the difference with CSS I'm is... I'm not a developer. Right. I just want to like, be really... I'm like a very liberal art side of the tech industry. No, that's totally say. fine. Um, <laughs> When you're using CSS files, the only thing for speed, um, you want to minify your CSS files, which is taking out any extra spaces, returns, um, any extra space within your, within your file itself, because a computer doesn't read those spaces anyways. Um, so you can, if you can, put, you can put your whole CSS file on one line, it's going to load faster. Believe it or not, it's not going to look pretty. It's going to suck to edit, but, <laughs> it's, gonna but it's going to load a little nightmare. faster. Oh. But uh, yeah, like, like you were saying, with important tags... Um, you just it's not going to it's not going to change any of the load speed or anything but i will say if you have an important tag it's going to override things that you're likely not wanting it to override um that's the long story short uh especially when you start creating more elements and say hey we actually i actually created a class that already does everything that that i wanted it to do before and we can just use it again then you use that but it has an important tag in it and you have to redo the class and all that good stuff. So I would just be really careful with using it. It's not going to change any of the load speed, but um, it has potential to change elements that you don't want to change. I have a question just to drop off of development for a second, yeah. take a breather. Uh, we all have gone through this on a previous episode, cool. but what is your favorite app on your phone? Oh, man. <laughs> that, and it's got to be like a, like a, you can't say like camera. Like it's got to be oh, one that you've sure. downloaded. Oh man, can I look and at least yeah, like, please, all right, please let me look because I trying to see if I want to revive answer. Like, that's a good answer. Can am I allowed to use the like the music or the podcast app? Or can I use that? Uh, that's that's a, that's an Apple app. So Those are good. That. Like that's like would be oh, my answer man. probably is like I yeah, I think Spotify. when you look at have you guys ever looked at like your it's battery easy. on your phone where it says like what apps you've used and how long and like how much it's drawn? Yeah, my podcast I think is at like. It's just insane because yeah. I just wake up, I turn it on, and I like listen to an episode of something, and I, I wake up because I just hear people talking. <laughs> right, for sure. Um, I would probably say either my mobile banking app. I use it every day uh, just to check that. But number one mobile is Twitter. Banking. Okay. <laughs> mobile banking app is, like is banking crucial. Every day. I, heard, I, heard banking. I check my bank statements all the time, but I would just say like. I couldn't tell you the last time I've been on my banking Does stuff. Does your bank on have like computer. a good app? Like, yeah, is it, okay. fantastic app, and it's a small local credit union. So okay. the fact that they have a sweet app, and I've seen, I actually developed a or prototyped a mobile banking app for my uh, capstone project in school. Interesting. And this small local credit union has a better app than what I did. So mm. like, in it was for a big big bank, and I've seen other big banks and. I just appreciate a small town having such a such a nicely yeah. designed app. I would never have expected it, so I, I like that. But in all seriousness, Twitter is the best Twitter. app on my phone. <laughs> I am on Twitter five times more than you guys any other might not have media. heard it, but heard of it. But it's called oh Twitter. My gosh, Twitter. <laughs> just the banter on Twitter. Just everyone grilling everybody. The the uncensored, just beautiful rawness of Twitter is is great. It's, Instagram is. Pictures are just pictures. Twitter, there's just something when you when you read something that's funny, it just resonates with you. Trigger, pictures are just trigger. pictures. Right <laughs> I, I don't know. I I would say by far Twitter is is the most used app on my phone for sure. Do you know what? Something that just I was looking through my phone because I was please. Like, uh, something that I recently became aware of. So uh, I'm getting married in July. Oh, congratulations! Uh, everyone in the room knows that. Um, but. Uh, Target has a registry app. Ooh, um, really? Yeah, and the cool thing about it is that uh, 
you can scan barcodes at Target. Okay, good. Because I was going to say the best part of the registry is using the little zapper gun yeah. and picking your things. But so you could do that, but with you, your phone. Yeah, you can do it with your phone. Okay, you, that's you, cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Like you can go to Target and go through. So like Nora, my fiance, went to Target with uh, brag. Yeah. Well, she she went to Target <laughs> and I think she smelled every candle at Target. Oh. But because she she really wanted some candles on the registry, but is incredibly picky about about smells <laughs> and so like uh, about like sense how many made the made the cut i have no idea i should look probably a lot i don't watch there be just like 30 candles of different flavors different sizes yeah yeah yeah. flavors hopefully people just (laughs) flavors sense okay whatever (laughs) but yeah that was really cool and and it just i just thought of that just came to me just now one because it's on my home screen because i just downloaded it but also because that's a really cool uh use for mobile technology Mm. from an e-commerce and uh and marketing perspective Right, like that's a very specific use case, but wedding registries pull in a ton of money for e-commerce. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, and I just think that's super clever, right? You can actually go shop. Yeah, and it, and it was probably didn't take them a lot to add that to the app. It was just a good idea. Oh yeah, barcode readers are it's it's already there. It's probably already there. yeah, yeah, totally. That's cool. Oh, that was neat. Yeah, that's really sweet. I never used it before. I mean, I <laughs> I mean, when's the it, big day, Blake? Uh, 2027. Oh, he's got a picked out. Who's the lucky lady? We'll find out. I'm working on it. Hey, man, no spoilers. That's right. That's right. It's a long time. It's a long time. So we've just asked you a bunch of questions. Not to put you on the spot. Do you have anything from maybe our aspect of our jobs that you might not know a lot about that you're curious of? Yeah. um, Let me think of something. How do you Um, sleep at night? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I don't know how you guys sleep at night because... No, um, I would say <laughs> you pieces. Uh, man, on the spot like that. Um, all right, I have a question for Matt because he, Matt and Raquel, because you guys are both in a ton of client meetings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite and what is your least favorite part about client meetings? And you don't have to name any names in specific. You don't have to say anything like that. I'm just saying I've been in my fair share of client meetings, but recently, like the past few months, ever since I've kind of took over and done a lot of the development. I don't have time to go go to all these meetings anymore, so just trying to get a feeler if it's very similar to what I thought client meetings were like when I was in them, and if the the good and the bad are similar to what what if it is now what it was. So that's my question. Mm-hmm. Let's see, like the best part of a client meeting and the worst part of a client meeting. Yeah, or just, just whatever one pops up. Like if you have a best one, go for it, or a worst yeah. one, go well, for it. Well, in general, this isn't about any one client in particular, but the best part about client meetings are when you get to know a client enough and they've gotten to know us enough that there's not um you know there's not a lot of explanation that needs to go on for everything you've kind of gotten in your groove Mm. they trust what we're doing um you know what i mean they're open to ideas and things like like you can present something without having to back it up with the 80 things just to justify it is that when you get to a point with a client where you're no longer trying to you know sell the methodology that we work with that's always a really nice spot to get to right so that's really great um i like that in general i also appreciate in client meetings when even if you're working on a really intense project when you know somebody says something you know whether they mean to or not you see like the human (laughs) part of people and everybody's kind of laughing and it lightens it up a little bit Mm -hmm. because when you have a deadline and people are stressed out and especially when you're talking with you know company owners and it is of course going to be 
sort of a stressful time for some people mm-hmm. but if they get too serious then it's like hold on a second we're working <laughs> on a really cool project here so it's nice mm-hmm. when they kind of check themselves they're like okay you know what let me just take a breath and everybody goes okay so it's nice to when see you people blur that real. client uh verse wait what, what, what would we be client verse relationship so friendly acquaintance no <laughs> client <Yeah>. verse <laughs> You guys need to help me here. It's like, what are we to them? Client-employer relationship. Sure. Employer. It's not an employer, That's not but right. they are employing us. That's not right. Client-agency like, relationship. Yes, thank you. So yeah. Yeah. you blur that client-versus-agency relationship right. and just become like humans and relatable people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I At least my experience with all that is like when you're, our vision lines up with the client's vision and like everyone is actually on the same page mm-hmm. and is like, this is what we're doing and this is going to work and everyone is like, all on the same page there's nothing better than that like when you have when you're are disaligned in meetings like that and the expectations are not equal on each side that's when i think it gets a little rocky in the mm-hmm. sense of um clients are expecting one thing and we're expecting another thing and just if you're going in different directions the longer you go in different directions the farther you're going to keep getting apart yeah. so um i just think like having everyone on the same page thinking alike knowing what the plan is and really knowing the execution of that plan i think you you can't do any better than that like there's mm-hmm. not that it does, doesn't happen a lot but when that does happen it's there's nothing like it i it's exponentially better than than the alternative mm-hmm. i would say yeah. exponentially better Matt, do you have one to bring us home on? Yeah, I think my favorite kind of client meeting like my favorite thing that happens in a client meeting um is when there's a genuine back and forth, like a genuine level of collaboration. And mm-hmm. I don't even mean the banter, although there are clients that we have some good good rapport mm-hmm. with, and that's really fun. Uh, but when there's a genuine two-way conversation going on, and this actually gets to a sort of conceptual thing about agencies. So anybody that's listening that's like looking to hire an agency... Uh, it's meant go to, to webcanopystudio.com well, webcanopy <laughs> and send a message to Sam. He's a he's a good guy. He'll sell you some <laughs> some services. Uh, but uh, it's really meant to be a two way street. It's meant to be collaborative. Like we, what we have to offer is that we think about marketing and we think about websites and we think about this stuff all day. But you think about your brand. You think about how you want to be communicated. Mm to the world. You think about your uh, your product, right? We don't necessarily have that. And those two things are absolutely essential to telling a really good brand story and really doing good marketing. And depending on the client, one of my least favorite things that can happen is when uh, just to bring that around is when I know where this is going. <laughs> is when it's well, is when it's very clear that the client you're working with kind of expects you to just handle it like all of it and mm-hmm. not uh and not really throw in anything right like they just kind of they think that you should just know how they mm-hmm. want their whatever and they want every detail showcase yeah and, and they, they want every spec on the website mm-hmm. when it's maybe should just be uh hey right. we're here and this is what we do and it relates to you yep yep <laughs> absolutely or yeah and it's 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 worth it to just be just and I think it comes from empathy on both sides. So, like, it can be easy for us on my side to get frustrated sometimes when I'm like, man, isn't that obvious that you would never word something that way or that an email shouldn't be that long or whatever? <laughs> but, like, it's not. 
It's what right. we do all the time. It's obvious Ag- to us. Agreed. And adding to exactly what you just said is like, not to toot our own horns, but this is what we do for a living. Like we are, we do marketing. Like we've proven over the past, I don't even know how long this company's nine been years. going. John, nine John years, exactly. Nine years so I knew right. it's been close to that. Like we've been successful for nine years. So like clearly we have at least a little bit of understanding what we're doing. Yeah. And like having that client trust is is like you yeah. have to have it for, Just for, see for it things out for to a couple work, months. Yeah, like then, we've had we've oh. had projects before <laughs> where where we like done everything. Like this is what we want to do, and then a lot of things get changed, and then there's not results, and it's because yeah. not that clients think that they know better, but it's just we want to make sure that that they know that we know what we're doing, and they should trust us. And then if it doesn't work, then we have the experience that we can offer up other solutions that might mm-hmm. potentially work. Can but um, at least giving us giving us that chance to really show like, hey, this is what we think is going to work and uh, let's let's try it. Let's go for it. So well, that's what you're saying. I think we're all in a different way kind of saying the same yeah. thing. Like when you uh, get into the groove and they trust you, then there is this real collaboration because you're no longer trying to get to know them. They're no longer trying to see if we what we're going to do is really going to work for them you kind of mm-hmm. get past that mm-hmm. that phase and yeah. everybody's just you know working toward the same goal and that's always really such a great place to be I think because, that's a great summary yeah it does take both sides like you said mm-hmm. people, yeah so I will just add <laughs> because part of your question was what was what's a bad thing about right. the meetings yeah. I think the most difficult thing that has been mentioned is when somebody comes to the table and just expects you to have the answer right out of the gate. And we're like, well, we have a whole lot of questions first right. in order to get there. I'm not going to just look at what you have and meet you once mm-hmm. and, you know, have the answer. Mm-hmm. It takes a little bit of back and forth first. What was that? There was a quote in Slack the other day. Where'd that come from? Was that Larry? Was that you? Or was that? It had to be. If it was it good? No, it was, it was <laughs> real good. It but was it, good? it wasn't. It was quoted. Somebody quoting somebody else. So it was about suicide. the questions oh. that you asked. Yeah. The answers. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna find an it, and we're gonna go out on that. It was. Let don't let judge an agency it. by the answers they give. Judge them by the questions they ask. Whoa. That's a because, good quote. Because I mean, <laughs> there are workshops that we do workshops all the time, right? And you'll come out of something with like an amazing hero statement and amazing one-liner, an amazing piece of content that neither you nor the the, the client would have ever actually come up with right. on your own. And mm. it's, it's really just a matter of us kind of shepherding someone who knows their brand better than we do through, like, people come out and they're like, wow, I didn't, I didn't even realize that I knew mm-hmm. that much about what we're doing. Right. Uh, and that's, that's our job. Like, our that's job our is job. to take your vision and to and to, to use our knowledge and marketing practices 100%. and communicate that. But we need you to communicate it to us. Absolutely. And just piggybacking off that, like there's the quote, everybody wants the end product, but nobody wants to put the work in. Ooh, That's where we are. We're here to help you guys put the work in so we can get that end product that we know that you guys, whatever the company is, whatever you guys are looking for, whatever your vision is, we're here to help you guys get there. And we're here to help you put the work in. So that's... What I would say. Yeah, that's awesome, guys. And I know we're just, I feel like we're just getting momentum, but guys, we've been going for a while. I'm going to have to cut You can learn more about our services at (laughs) webcanopystudio.com. Well, I'm excited to get more of these episodes out. Thank you guys for listening, both of you. Yeah, Oz is here. He's just um, office. Oz is a dog. Not on the mic. (laughs) He's a dog. Bye. All right, see you guys. (laughs) 